All right, we have more breaking news. We just got word of an appeals court decision regarding Donald Trump that has huge precedent-setting implications for both Trump and the presidency overall. The court ruled that Trump does not have presidential immunity from lawsuits concerning January 6th. CNN Crime and Justice reporter, senior Crime and Justice reporter, Caitlin Polance is with us, as well as CNN senior legal analyst, Ellie Honing. Caitlin, first, tell us about the case here. This case, we've been waiting for this decision for a year, and it has an impact on every lawsuit that people have brought to sue Donald Trump to hold him accountable for what happened on January 6th, the riots at the Capitol building. Capitol Police officers had sued Democratic members of Congress, and Donald Trump had said in court, everything that I did while I was president should be immune. You can't sue me over that. That was his argument, and an appeals court, the federal appeals court in Washington, D.C., said today, no, that is not the case. These lawsuits against Donald Trump can go forward. I want to read some of the things that the court wrote. They wrote that the president does not spend every minute of every day exercising official responsibilities. And when he acts outside the functions of his office, he does not continue to enjoy immunity. So they're drawing a line saying that there are things that you can do while you're president that can be held accountable in court. That is a major decision, a major evolution of what the law is. The other thing that this uh, three-judge panel in the D.C. Circuit Court of Appeals is writing is that they are saying that there are campaign actions and there are president actions, presidency actions. And what is what the president does while he is campaigning for re-election, including that rally on January 6th, that can be considered a campaign action. And that is something that you can move forward with lawsuits against. There are things that a president does as president that you can't sue over, that he does enjoy immunity over, but not in this situation. Now, Donald Trump is still going to be able to contest the facts of this case and whether uh, these people are able to get some sort of compensation or win in this case. But at this stage, this is a very consequential ruling. It affects not just these lawsuits, but we finally have an appeals court weighing in on the parameters of the presidency and where uh, a president is protected and where he is not under the law very well could be something that the same appeals court is asked to look at in the coming weeks uh, related to Donald Trump's criminal case. And of course, this is the sort of decision that is very likely to go to the Supreme Court as well if Donald Trump wants to take it there. Caitlin, stay with us for just a second. I want to go to Ellie Honig now. Uh, Caitlin just laid out why this is so significant. There is this thing that we have here in America. No one is above the law. A lot of people think of that in the criminal sense. But this court, and correct me if I'm wrong, is saying this is also applicable in the civil sense, with civil lawsuits, and the president cannot get away with, can be sued uh, by anyone if it's not a part of his capacity as president. Is that how you read this, Ellie? Right, Sarah. So this is an enormously consequential decision, and let me explain why. When it comes to this notion of immunity, there are some things we do know and some things we do not know. Here's what we do know. A federal official, the president on down, cannot be sued civilly if the conduct has something to do with their actual job, if it has something to do with the president acting as president, something to do with a federal prosecutor like I once was acting as a federal prosecutor. But if it's outside of the official job, then yes, you can be sued. And what the Court of Appeals has said here is 
because what Donald Trump did in and around January 6th was outside the scope of the presidency, yes, he can be sued. Now, here's the bigger issue that Caitlin was referencing. Donald Trump is currently making a similar argument with respect to the criminal charges pending against him in Washington, D.C., relating to the 2020 election, and he probably will make similar arguments elsewhere. We do not yet know, but we may find out, whether there is such thing as criminal immunity for a federal official like the president. But this is a really important decision because even if there is such thing as criminal immunity, now we have a court of appeals saying even if criminal immunity exists, it wouldn't apply to Donald Trump because what he did relating to January 6th was outside the scope of his official job as president. So big ruling because Donald Trump can now be sued civilly. And it also, I think, gives us some insight into what could happen in this argument in the criminal context, too. Is this also significant, Ellie, not just for Donald Trump, but just also for the off, like the office of the pre the presidency? Yeah. Yes, for sure, Kate. This does go beyond just Donald Trump. This goes to the office of the presidency itself. This reaffirms that if a person is doing the job of a president, they cannot be sued. But if you're outside that scope, yes, you can be sued. Core principle that relates to the powers of the presidency in general. And again, we are, within the upcoming months, going to get an answer to the next question, the bigger question about, is there any form of criminal immunity for, again, it could be the president, but it could be any federal official. It could be the White House chief of staff. It could be a secretary of one of the cabinet positions. So we are going to get that answer in the course of Donald Trump's criminal cases coming up soon. But again, the core ruling here is Donald Trump, yes, he can be sued civilly because his actions around January 6th were outside the scope of his job as president. Yeah, and again, this is not in the Constitution. None of this stuff is in the Constitution. It's not like the framers envisioned this type of issue, which is why now there needs to be some kind of legal rulings on this, particularly, as Caitlin said, in separating what presidenting is and what campaigning is and where the lines are there. Fascinating to see Supreme Court will likely get involved here. Caitlin, while this is all happening, still more breaking news in Georgia right now. Donald Trump's attorneys, you can see live pictures there of Judge Scott McAfee there. They are in court in the state election case against Donald Trump, making a key argument now. What are they asking for? Well, they're asking for a lot of things. There's a lot of things that they have to address in this case because Donald Trump's lawyers have not been before this judge in person before. Uh, and we are in a position in this case where the big question is timing. There was that trial that had been set to go forward against his two co-defendants, Sidney Powell and Ken Chesbro, both pleaded guilty and preempted that trial from happening. And so now there's a giant question hanging over this Georgia case. When is Judge McAfee going to put it on the calendar? And how long are all of the different parties going to have to make their arguments uh, and to do the things that they want to do to get addressed in court? There's also some question about exactly what Donald Trump's team is going to need to do going forward uh, in that he has been hopping on what other defendants in the case have been arguing, but his lawyers have not been out there on their own. Now we see them in court and we're going to, this hearing I believe just started, so we're going to be watching to see exactly what happens there and where Judge McAfee takes it. Okay, um, I want to go to you, Ellie Honig. You know, we're looking at these pictures uh, of the judge, and this is the first time, really, that Trump's attorneys have been there in person defending their client. And I think they're looking at one of the big issues here is whether charges can be thrown out on First Amendment 
grounds. Can you explain what that is all about, how they're trying to use the First Amendment in this particular case in Georgia when it comes to the election subversion case that Trump is facing along with several others? Sure, Sarah. So the argument that Donald Trump is making here, and also in the related federal case in Washington, D.C., is that everything he did leading up to January 6th, his contesting of the election, was protected free speech. Even if he repeated falsehoods, they argue, falsehoods can be protected under the First Amendment. And so they're asking the judge in this case to throw out the charges. But what I think the judge is very likely to do, and he's had this response when other defendants in Georgia have made similar arguments, is that's premature. That's ultimately an issue that you'll have to litigate at trial. That's an issue that will go to the jury eventually and potentially to the judge after the jury. And so I think what we're likely to see here is the judge to say, look, I'm not gonna rule you win or you lose on the First Amendment here and now. That's gonna be an issue for the jury. That's gonna be an issue for trial. All right, Ellie, thank you so much. Caitlin Polans, thank you for tracking multiple avenues of breaking news today. We're going to keep an eye on that courtroom in Fulton County, Georgia. As we said, this is the first time that those attorneys are before the judge. We have cameras in that courtroom. We're keeping a very close eye on that.